You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey B, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the Line Star app. It's me, and it's Chris Meany, and it's you, and we are just days away now, literally days away from the NFL season kicking off, and we want to make sure that you are ready to go, make sure that you have not just the Line Star app, but the premium product, and that you get us, me and Chris Meany, and this is our last of four preview shows that we're doing before we're going to kick off our regular DFS coverage starting in September. We're super excited. We're going to have a Monday DFS show. We're going to have a Thursday DFS show, and we're going to have a Friday wagering show. Chris Meany, we are so close, my friend. Yes, finally, it's here. Um, Really, really looking forward to it. Like, obviously, <laughs> like, come on, football. It, we've been talking about it for weeks now, and it's finally here. And, you know, looking forward to the shows with you, too. Obviously, you need to be subscribed, get the tools, going to help you DFS. But looking forward to the Monday show to just to recap everything that happened and then hopefully, you know, give some winners to some people on Thursday with some DFS plays. And then you'll be doing a, a pick show as well heading into the weekend. So looking forward to it. Week one is basically here, and we're previewing the Wild Wild West today. So let's do this. That's right. And Mike Randall is going to be joining us on the wagering show. What a guy very excited is. to have him. Yes. I know. Very excited. We got to hang out with him over on Flex Weekend. Very good guy. Yes. Uh, a lot of fun. We played a lot of video games and drank a lot of beer at Barcade. It was a good time. Things <laughs> were fun. So uh, let's get into it and let's start. We're at the AFC West. We're going west, which is good because that's where everybody wants to retire because it's nicer out there. It's, you know, the weather is better. You know, San Diego would be nice. There's no football team there anymore, but still. I think that would be a perfectly good spot, but let's start with the big boys. Let's start with Patrick Mahomes. And I've said it once. I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. I'm sick and tired of hearing about the regression of Patrick Mahomes. This is what he did in year one. Now I'm not saying he's going to throw 50 touchdowns again, but if he throws for 45 touchdowns or 40 touchdowns and he throws for, I don't know, 4,700 yards and a 5,000 yards, are we really going to be disappointed? No. And he is going to be again, one of the most important pieces in your DFS lineups because this guy has such enormous potential on any given day to have such a huge game and yes he's going to be top of the board expensive and yes it's paying up for a quarterback so I'm curious what's your take on Patrick Mahomes this season generally speaking in DFS is he somebody that you are looking to target whether it be in tournaments because we all see a lot of tournaments that win with Patrick Mahomes or is this a cash game play or is it a fade for you most of the time because of the price yeah you know it may be a fade most of the time but I I wonder if most people will think that way as well, I, I feel like, especially in, in DFS football, a top of the board in terms of quarterbacks, usually they're contrarian if you if you pay up for them because a lot of people don't want to. Everyone knows now quarterbacks, everyone knows to wait on them in season long drafts. Everyone tries to find the value at the position. I mean, you look at week one, there's some quarterbacks in the mid five range, low six. I mean, that's great. And you look at Patrick Mahomes week one on DK, $7,200. He's $500 more than Andrew Luck, who checks in second. So just spending up on him. I think is the contrarian move. You can play him in cash. You can play him in tournaments. I I think that he's, I think he's a lock for at least 42, 43 touchdowns. I mean, the offense around him is fantastic. He is, he's, he's just a rare talent. And I'm just really excited again about this offense and Andy Reid. They got so many burners. There's just so many players in it. So 
I'll pick my spots. Maybe week one in Jacksonville isn't one of them, but for the most or part, maybe it is. You yeah, know, again, because I'm tired of hearing about Jacksonville. <laughs> you know, Jacksonville. You know, look, <laughs> I'm just a little sick of it. I feel like everyone is living in the past with that team. Two years ago, they were you know sniffing the Super Bowl, and last year they completely inept. Now, granted, it's a different quarterback, but. I don't know. I don't feel like there's this giant remake where all of a sudden Filippo and all these guys are like going to remake this offense into something really special. And I don't right. know. My, don't my thing there was just because there's just so much value on week one. Like these prices that's have been true. set for like three weeks. Exactly. That, that's all I'm saying there. Like Matt Ryan is $6,100. Like Carson Wentz, $5,700 against that's Washington. So there's, there's some better spots in week one. But yeah, but for the most part going forward, Joe, I think, you know, to answer your original question is that you know, paying up for him probably is the contrarian move. Like we all know that he's a stud, but people like to look for value at the quarterback position. And look, speaking of values too, as we continue to look through the running back position, Damian Williams's role gets iffier every single day. It seems like, and I've been saying it and I said it in the black book. I've been saying it now. I mean, here we are, we're almost in September and Darwin Thompson's getting a lot of buzz. Hyde was on the bubble there. And then Darwin Thompson's a guy that, you know, they've been very impressed with the pass blocking, which is a huge deal. And I think whenever you hear that buzz coming out of camp, that's something to keep in mind. Now, how much is going to be integrated in the offense? I don't know. I think this is something that shows itself out over time, but it's something to keep an eye on. And as you mentioned, the burners, look, Tyreek Hill, we all know what kind of talent he is. We all know how good Travis Kelsey is. We all know how expensive they both are. But at home, especially with this defense being so poor, it's definitely one to keep an eye on. I, I still say you fade away from Sammy Watkins, he's just, uh, I don't know. He's just never excited. A lot of them are tournament guys. Even Tyreek Hill, go look at the game log. There's some definite dud games from him, and then the good ones are really, really (laughs) good. And for Damian Williams, I think he's somebody that you probably can't play in cash because, honestly, how I feel is – I'll say it, and I know everybody's heard it, and they and people who are Damian Williams supporters, they don't want to hear it. And, and Kansas City fans, they don't want to hear it. They're annoyed of it. But the truth is, is that this guy has never had more than 50 carries in a season, and he's only had 20 carries in a game once in his entire career. So I'm not convinced that he can go through a full season with no. you know, a heavy workload. <laughs> he could come out at any time. He's not built like that. He's had numerous concussions. He's already dinged up in preseason. So I, I'd, I'd be a little cautious of him. Uh, and you know, a guy like Sammy and Tyreek in cash, but like Kelsey and Mahomes, like that's the stack. That's a money stack. Yeah, it's that's, a that's stack. One it's one that's yeah. going to pay off. And and I'll tell you what, to keep an eye as the season goes on on Miko Hardman too, because that guy's fast. Oh and yeah, find ways to get him the football. And you want to talk about punt tournament play kind of guys where you could just throw him in there and hope for the best that he's that one big play. You know, it's kind of like where Tyreek Hill was early, where nobody wanted to touch Tyreek Hill except me and DFS, and I used to talk about him on the show all the time. In that first year, I was like, look, <laughs> it's not going to work a lot, but the weeks where it does, yes. it's going to be well worth it. They've already started game. using him like that. I watched the first two uh-huh. preseason games, end arounds. Yeah, he is. He's super quick. So he's more of a and, – and look, that defense is so bad that they're going to just continuously have him to score exactly. points, which is great. I love that. It's my favorite thing. All right, let's go to Hard Knocks camp, and let's go hang out with the Oakland Raiders, uh, <laughs> yeah. soon to be Las Vegas Raiders too. Uh, I am a fan of Josh Jacobs. I think that it will be fun to watch him – uh shut everybody up about the whole workload concern thing because you know it, it makes me laugh as if like this kid in high school when he was like 18 years old wasn't touching the football 30 times you know i mean, I mean yeah. just because it didn't happen in alabama doesn't mean it's never happened in his life <laughs> it's just crazy how do you think you get to alabama yeah, oh kidding. god you know he's not that much older what is he like 21 now i mean come on <laughs> it's, yeah it's not, and nobody is there to take any of his touches nobody no i mean no, there's Martin no threat at all shard. come on anyway 
Uh, so he's a guy I think is a secondary running back to keep an eye on in good matchups. I think that, uh, look, I don't love Derek Carr for DFS purposes, but it will be fascinating to see if Antonio Brown really does have that kind of effect on him. Now, of course, Antonio Brown has to put his helmet on and play, and I think yes. he will. And I'm here's my here's the million dollar question for you. Do you think all this negativity between the feet, between the head, his head, shoulders, his knees, and his toes, between everything, do you think you got a spot here with Antonio Brown where people are just kind of annoyed with him and, and that kind of limits the ownership a little bit, maybe uh, advantageously to the rest of us? Yeah, it's certainly possible. I, I know myself and yourself doing daily shows. I mean, I'm kind of sick of talking about Antonio Brown. <laughs> I've, I've been fading him in DF in, in season long formats, and, and, you know, depending on where he felt like if he's in the third round, I'll take and him. That's and, the beauty you know, of DFS been, because exactly. if you got a good matchup, you could own him that day. And that's, that is that's what's, the whole point. That's what's so great about DFS. And we talked about this in the other show that we did. I think it was the South when we were talking about just, you know, injury plagued guys. Maybe we'll fade him in season long formats, but we'll play him in DFS when they're healthy. And, and that's, that's, the, that's what's so great about DFS. So, yeah, Antonio Brown, I expect him to. Helmet aside, feet aside, Derek Carr aside too. I mean, Derek Carr is is a better fantasy quarterback than a real-life quarterback, even though he did finish with the sixth best completion percentage last season. He's not totally awful. He did have a great year a couple seasons ago with Crabtree and Cooper on the side. I still think that Antonio Brown, every single week that he's healthy, is going to finish in the top three or four, at least in targets and volume. This is going to be a bad defensive team. They're going to be throwing the ball often. Jacobs is going to be able to catch balls out of the backfield. He's not going to come out for Jalen Richard all the time. He can catch as well. He's going to be a bell cow back there. Antonio Brown is going to be a guy that's going to get a lot of looks. And I'm interested in some other guys here. It's just like tournament options like Tyrell Williams, I think, can take a step forward. He was like the fourth and fifth option with the Chargers last year. He's going to be potentially the number two. And if anything happens to Brown and continues to go on this path that he's going on, he could be the one in this offense. I know there's other little guys too, like Hunter Renfro, I think could step up. Ryan Grant, like these guys are not exciting, but this is a team that is going to throw the football a lot. And I think that there's going to be a lot of value with this squad. Yeah. Renfro is a good uh, call too. I think we'll keep an eye on him as things go on. Let's move on to the Los Angeles chargers where Phillip rivers yet again, will be there. The old stalwart and, You'll start with him and Keenan Allen, a very popular pairing that we've used over the years, and that will still be good. But the guy yeah. that I'm most excited about on this team is Mike Williams, and it's not even close. We'll get to the Melvin Gordon stuff in a while, but Mike Williams, that's the guy to me that has all the upside. Last year with the 10 touchdowns, this year no Tyrell Williams, which means some of those targets are going to go to Mike Williams. And this guy is such a beast in the red zone. He is impossible yeah. to guard. He is impossible to square up. He is just one of these guys that's just – <laughs> he is and this is really that was really his rookie year because the year before yes he was so count. take a good look at that year that's his rookie year and drink that in okay he is going to be even better this year he's got a fantastic quarterback still who still can throw the football and to me mike williams is that guy that is going to be underappreciated undervalued and win a lot of tournaments coming into the early season one of my favorite players to watch actually in college at a Clemson, six foot four, 220 pounds, just throw it up to him. And that's what they did. And you're right. He was tied with Keenan Allen on his team in red zone targets. And this was his first as year. a rookie, really. as a I rookie, mean, let's yeah. say it's a real true rookie. Yeah, because in his in his rookie season in, in 2017, he played 10 games. He only had 11 catches. He hardly played. He missed like all of training camp. And the first few weeks, he yeah. wasn't he wasn't, he wasn't there with. Yeah, he, he had a neck. He basically he broke his neck. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So he wasn't with Philip Rivers in the offense. He wasn't learning the offense. It took some time. Now he had that full season. You're right. The full season with Tyra Williams there. 
and a, a whole lot of other guys that are not there right now, including Melvin Gordon. And then now he's the number two, like Hunter Henry's coming back. He's going to be great, but I mean, maybe there's a little bit of rust. He is Mike Williams is a freak and yes. it's a mismatch no matter who is guarding him. So yeah, I'm very excited about him as well. Now, as we're recording this, Melvin Gordon still has not shown up. If he shows up, then, well, it's old school Melvin Gordon. Hooray. Uh, I think this is going to go personally into the season, well into the season, which leaves us with Eckler and Justin Jackson. Now, for me, on DK, Austin Eckler is a decent flex option. But outside of that, I don't like these timeshare situations. So I am going to fade this away. I know a lot of people will be on it, but... I think on DK is a flex spot. Austin Eckler has enough appeal for me personally, but outside of that, I got no love for this. Do you have any love for this running back situation without Melvin Gordon? No, I don't. You're, you're going to have to see it play out, but I will say this about Eckler. He's not the type of guy that's going to get 15, 20 carries, but he's going to be involved. He's the safer guy. He's the DraftKings guy, like you mentioned. There was a game last season when Gordon was hurt, and they started with Eckler in the first half. I think he had five carries for like one yard, and then they flipped it over to Jackson in the second half, and he was much more efficient on the ground, but... There's going to be no real safety nope. there at all. I'm trying nope. to figure out which And it's guy not even a combo where I want, oh, yeah, give me both of them. It's no, not no, like no. Latavius, it's not, it's not yeah. like Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara will be, or like Ingram and Kamara. It's like, no. oh, I'll take both of those guys in a single day. And You I, know, I think Rivers just throws the ball a whole lot more this yeah, year. That's true. What's gonna yeah, happen. you know, and that's good for Mike Williams. That's what we want. Yes, it let's, is. Let's go to Denver. New quarterback there, Joe Flacco, which is a good thing because, uh, look, I know it's Joe Flacco, so I understand. Haha, ha, make the jokes, but he's an improvement <laughs> over everything that they've had. Hundred so, percent, a huge improvement over everything that they've had. And Emmanuel Sanders looks good, unbelievably. Somehow looks good after he the looks Achilles. better than he's ever looked. I can't I believe it. It's crazy. People, when I took him in FSGA draft in June, everyone's like, "What are you crazy?" And I said, "I don't know, man. I just saw that video. Yeah. He looked pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'll take a shot. It was a fourteen team league. I'm like, I'll take a shot on him late." But you got Cortland Sutton, you got Deshaun Hamilton. These are three legit guys. And I'm and if you got Sanders working in the slot and Hamilton and Sutton on the ends, Sutton's your deep guy. He's your GPP play. Emmanuel Sanders, I think, is your cash game floor guy. And Hamilton is one of, I think, one of those lineup builders. I like all three of these guys. And I own a ton of shares of this receiving core because they've been cheap and season long. But I'll tell you what, in DFS, I think the same thing applies. If they have a good matchup, I think you can dabble. Now you gotta look, hopefully you gotta pick right that day. Yeah. But I think that's the approach I'm taking with those three. Do you think that's the right approach? Yeah, you absolutely nailed it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why you're running the show that's why here, we brother. do as well. <laughs> yeah. It's our show. Yes. It's our show will always be our show. Uh, Philip uh, Lindsay, too, absolutely. who's back and, and uh, healthy, which is good. Now, a lot of buzz about Royce Freeman. However... I'll believe it when I see it. That's I was going to say, need to see it, need to I, see it. And look, maybe I'm going to see it, and I'm going to want to throw something at my television about it. But at the okay. same time, I want to see it. And until I see it, I'm still going to buy into Philip Lindsay. And this kind of goes back to the other thing of what's the ownership look like first couple of weeks because people are, you know, well, I'm a little afraid of this. And, you know, that preseason panic is one of the, my favorite things, and I love taking advantage of it when you get into the regular season because most of the time the guys are the guys – and that's that doesn't change. And right. I think Lindsay's the guy. I just think it would take another injury to move him off as that true number one there. And no matter how much Freeman might touch the football more this year, I don't know if that means that it's going to affect Lindsay overall that much because that guy just, I don't know, man, I think he just outworks everybody. 
Yeah, he runs really hard. He's very he's very impressive, and I think everybody just wants Rolls Royce Freeman to to step up and be that guy. And, and I'm sure you're right. Yeah, he, they wanted he, Devontae Booker to be that guy too. Yeah, they did. Happen. They did absolutely. And he was given every opportunity to you know be that guy, and he wasn't. So uh, Freeman will be he'll be involved in the offense, but I think Philip Lindsay's role is going to stay the same, and he's definitely going to be the pass catching back in in this offense. Especially you know they went out and acquired Theo Riddick, and that made me think, okay, maybe they are just going to rotate through three of these backs and try to keep Lindsay fresh and healthy because towards the end of last season, it did look like he wore down a little bit, but Theo Riddick is hurt now. So Lindsay still takes that role. I think he's going to get first, you know, first down reps. Maybe Freeman comes in red zone packages, you know, he gets seven to 10 carries a game, but Lindsay has the higher ceiling because of his pass catching ability. And the fact that when he gets the ball in space, he's actually really good. So yeah, I have no problem rolling him out in the first couple of weeks, like a matchup against Oakland. That's, that's a positive one week one. There's, there's some great, you know, potential shootouts here where Denver's going to have to play the ball and play catch up. Uh, so yeah, interested in him for sure. And and you're right about Sanders is the cash game play in this offense. So he's fine in the slot. Yeah, look great. great. <laughs> yeah, wow. All right, let's Impressive. move on. Yeah, seriously, let's move on to the NFC uh, West now, and we'll close this bad boy out. Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. New coach, new quarterback, same old offensive line. That's my problem. Now, I get it. Fantasy is different than real football. I understand that. I I get the adage. However, I guess here's my question. I, I like Kyler Murray. I root for him. I'm short too. <laughs> okay. Like I, I want him to succeed. Believe me, but I just don't think it's smart money right now. That's, that's where I'm at. I just, the offensive line is too much of a concern for me. And this was before the, the, you know, the second preseason outing where you didn't look all that sharp oh, and the penalties all. and all the other stuff. No. So I don't know how much that's quelled the people out there who are Kyler Murray truthers. I am not one of them. So where do you, stand on Kyler Murray because I think this is a big dividing rod somewhere you know early in the year where you're either in this bandwagon or you're not I'm not yeah I'm not it's either but indictment no. yeah it's more of an indictment to me on and how how often has a guy like Kingsbury or these college coaches come to the NFL and succeeded lately not often no not often at all and you know he wants to run an up-tempo offense which is fine he wanted you know Chip Kelly had some I success want to hair back on my head doesn't make yeah. it true and that's the thing like Chip Kelly was able to do that but you got to remember like when he came into the Eagles uh, for for Philadelphia they had a really good squad with great a great offensive line and great weapons solid running backs offensive weapons galore everywhere Ertz Jackson McCoy like uh again a solid line Michael Vick there making things happen so like he came into a pretty good situation like Kingsbury Kingsbury is he wants to run this off tempo offense but he's got a lot of inexperienced guys surrounding the inexperienced quarterback which you alluded to in week two like the penalties. It wasn't just him missing throws. It's a vanilla offense. Like it's going to take some time. They're trying to, you know, he came out and said that they don't want to show their cards. He's not trying to put the pedal, you know, put the pedal to the ground. Like he, I, I don't fully believe that, but even still, it's going to take some time for this offense. There's just way too much hype. The bottom line for me, there's way too much hype on Murray. The fact in season long formats that he goes quarterback four, quarterback five, sometimes blows my mind. You're just setting the bar way too high. Even week one, you're sitting there. He's got the same price as, as Wentz and Allen. Like, come on. I'm going to take Wentz in the ceiling. going to take Allen on the floor. There's going to be some kinks that Murray's going to have to work out with a lot of his inexperienced wide receivers. I think Larry Fitzgerald, I'm interested in him from a DFS standpoint. I think he's going to be pretty safe. But there's there's a whole lot here that I'm just going to shy away from and just let it play out. And if I'm out on a Murray 100-yard rushing game and 200-yard passing game with three touchdowns, and so be it. 
Um, but I know there's going to be some kinks in the first few weeks from him. Yeah, kinks, kinks would be the kinks uh, to work. <laughs> yeah, and look, uh, the one thing I will say that I am intrigued by, it, it, I don't know. Some people also love David Johnson and all that for the same thing. This whole team, I'm kind of fading generally. I like Christian Kirk; he's a decent talent. Um, the one thing I'm going to go back to the well on will be Larry Fitzgerald because yeah. I think he's older and take it for granted. And he's not that far removed from back to back to back hundred catch seasons. No, one <laughs> just, season. I feel like, and I feel like, you know, if you are a young quarterback or a young coach or whatever it is, if you don't rely on the hall of famer, then you deserve to be fired. in the first right. four weeks like then, like that's the kind of way I look at this. Like this is going to succeed or fail. And if it's going to succeed or fail, you might as well put all your eggs in a basket of the Hall of Famer, of uh, who hasn't really lost much, in my opinion, who unfortunately has played with a lot more bad teams than good ones in his career. Could you imagine if he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh my goodness. How good he would have been over these years. Could you imagine right. what kind of – I mean, he might be close to Jerry Rice kind of number. <laughs> yeah, you know, he really would. I mean, that was his, his year too. Career, right? That was Could his year too with Kurt Warner when they lost to the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, how dominant he was. He's he's going to be a safety valve for him for sure for for Kyler Murray he's he's going to play in the slot he's yeah you, he's one year away from those back to back 100 yard uh, seasons so I expect him to get back there he, I mean he's going to be a value all year long yeah 100 percent all right let's go on to San Francisco another offense that we still have a lot more questions and answers on Garoppolo got hurt last year so we'll That's see hard. now how good he could be uh, I you know Tevin Coleman Matt Breida you, this is a hard pass for me in the running backs in DFS again just the it's a mount. Until I see it, until I know who the guy is, and I don't think they want a guy. I think they just want to mix and match, and that kind of scares the crap out of me personally. Uh, does that scare you, the running yeah. back situation, Sam? Because I don't like <laughs> yeah. it at all. Yeah, all right. I, you know, I'm kind of just out on everybody here. This, it's so funny how things change. Like maybe funny is not the right word, but this time last year, Jimmy Garoppolo was. People were talking about taking MVP props. People were talking about top five off the board. Remember the oh show my we God. had on ESPN, the show we had you like and I and Jake five quarterback. Yeah. It was hilarious. Top five quarterback. We were like, what? This guy's played like five games. So oh it's going to take God. some time for him. I I believe in him, but he doesn't run around like a lot of quarterbacks quarterbacks do th- this day and age so you don't get that safety floor he's coming off a significant injury he really again hasn't played a whole lot of nfl like when he came over to san fran he went on that magical run and that was great it was fun to see it was awesome but we did haven't seen a whole whole lot from him and these weapons are not stepping up in his offense people are negatively talking about dante pettis yeah i'm I don't get the pettis all right. thing. let me tell yeah, you i something. think pettis, pettis is gonna be fine like, no, I not, I see, I don't, like I don't get the the people who are in love with Dante Pettis. Like they're just I, looking for a breakout. That's it. Like he was wide receiver twenty one six weeks ago, and now he's finally come back down to earth where he's mid thirties and late. Well, that's 30s better. Longs. But, but you know, you know, Marky's Goodwin there still. To me, the guy that has like the Goodwin either. I'm most excited about other than George Kittle. Obviously, we'll talk about him in a second. Is Debo Debo Samuel? Yes. I, if you want to talk about talent winning out eventually, as the season goes on, I guarantee you. When you and I are sitting here in the second half of the season. Debo is going to be one of those guys as a flex player, as a third wide receiver, as a lineup. They were going to be like, "Yay, Debo!" Like that's going yeah. to be like a good look coming into the second half of the season. I think as things go on, because he's already shown to me he's the most. Ta- I think he's the most talented one of the group personally. Yeah, but- I, I like him as well. And you know, another guy I like who's hurt right now, and I guarantee you, I'm going to be talking to you about him. You know, probably mid September, end of September is Trent Taylor. Yeah, Trent Taylor yep. in the slot, and you know, Kyle Shanahan was taking shots at jimmy garoppolo but it was it was 
he, I think, I don't know if he meant to do it that way. He was trying to say something positive, but he was saying the only guy that Jimmy can throw to right now is Trent Taylor. It's like well, these two yeah. are just on this unbelievable connection in the slot. It was Taylor, 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 Taylor. That's and fine. I was yeah. actually interested in him a little bit last season, but so I, it's something to look or forward to. The shortcoming the slot of Garoppolo being able to, you know, yeah, read the progressions properly. Like that's Perhaps. that's the thing. And and I'm a Pats fan, so I'll, I will say this. I always, you know. Well, when I saw Jimmy Garoppolo and even, you know, buzz and things like that from the Patriots camp over the years was that, you know, he was still a work in progress. And then last year, everybody wanted to anoint him just because he had a job and and he had that great finish two years ago yeah. where he two teams that he came into San Francisco and got their butt kicked who were looking forward to the playoffs and didn't care. So exactly, like they yeah. they were not oh, he beat the Rams when they rested guys. <laughs> yeah, and they beat them in Jacksonville. Remember, yeah, and it was like, yeah. oh my god. And meanwhile, the Rams and Jacksonville were like snooze. Like who cares? Yeah, like we yeah. like we pulled our guys out of that game because we just didn't care. Exactly. And and you got to take that with a grain of salt. George Kittle, on the other hand, I do think that he continues to be. You know, if you want to pay up for a tight end, he's definitely one of those guys to do that. He has, you know, perhaps equal tournament upside to 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 Travis Kelsey because. Kittle is good for the big play. That's the one thing about him. Now, where he falls short a little bit was the touchdowns, and that was in part because of the quarterbacks or lack of quarterbacks last year. But we haven't seen it yet, so I'm still just cautiously optimistic. But, look, he's still a very solid play. George Kittle's still a great talent. Hard worker, and I think a guy that you're going to want to have a lot of shares of this year as the season goes on. And him and Garoppolo is probably the best pairing. And it's funny because we talked about a lot, all three of the tight ends there, Wentz with uh, Ertz, Mahomes or Kelsey and Garoppolo now with uh, Mr. Kittle that it's sometimes better to pair the quarterback with the tight end and in certain offenses. Yeah. It's just a better yes. look. Don't always look for that wide receiver pairing or stack. That's not necessarily the way you want to go in some offenses. Let's go to Seattle. Russell Wilson, very efficient last year in terms of throwing touchdowns. A very good fantasy season, a bounce back fantasy season for him. But the guy that I'm really talking about here is Chris Carson, who Rashad Penny is finally falling into obscurity again. Thank goodness. And Carson was one of these pieces last year. We talked about a lot. We owned a ton and it worked out. And I think this year they're going to go right back to this. Well, and I think they finally found their guy, whether it be yeah. by default or not. I'm a huge, I'm a huge. Yeah, you're right. It may be by default, but whatever. So they what? found him. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> they found him. I don't believe in Penny, uh, you know, at all. I, I'm sure he's going to catch a few balls out of the backfield, but everything I heard out of camp is that Carson's going to be more involved in the passing game too. And I'm, ex- I'm extremely excited about him. I love where he went in, in season long formats and uh, he's just a safe guy. I mean, he finished fifth in rushing yards last year, fourth in rushing yards per game, third in rushing yard attempts per game. He was top 10 in terms of just red zone opportunities. He was seventh in terms of carries. So this is somebody who is going to touch the football a ton. Only Baltimore ran the ball more than Seattle last year. I don't think that's going to change. Like they lost Doug Baldwin. DK Metcalf is already hurt. There's like Tyler Lockett is like the only guy. Somebody else needs to step up. They don't even have a playable tight end in in their offense. So they're going to want to run the football. And Chris Carson is a beast. He runs hard. I like him. He's he's going to be one of those guys that I'll roll out in cash because he's not going to be priced in that top tier. He's going to be priced in that in that next level and already looking like he's under six thousand dollars. I mean, that's that's thirty four hundred dollars cheaper than Zeke week one. Like, that's just value. Yeah. And they should have been more aggressive on that wide receiver market. There were they some guys. Out. Yeah, you know, it's funny. John Brown, you know, ended up in Buffalo. But yeah. you know what? That's a guy that should have ended up in in. Seattle. Yeah, instead of, instead they got Jerron Brown there. Well, and they and I understand they drafted DK Metcalf, thinking he could be that guy. And so far, again, and he could be, but now he he's now be. he's already hurt and he's missing time as a rookie, which is not 
not what you nope. want out of a it's rookie wide receiver. Ideal. You're missing the playbook. You're not you're not catching passes from Russell Wilson. Like he had a couple nice. He was heavily targeted in the other preseason, his last preseason game. But you know, in camp, there you're starting to get a bit of a connection there. And now he's sidelined. So it's, yeah, it's and Lockett's concerning. fine. I, I just I don't get excited about Lockett. He's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah he's. He, he runs good routes. He's a good pass catcher, but now he's, he's going like to play in the, the first time in his career. If you're, if you're playing the late slate, you know, like, and you're isolating yeah. and things like that, it's like, okay, you know, see yeah. Seattle at four o'clock, you know. He's boomer bust, Wilson. too. You're not going to be is. able to trust him in cash, I don't think, even no. with just being the one there. Well, I'll tell you who I do trust in cash. The Rams. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I yeah. trust the Rams. So let's finish on these guys who were very close to a Super Bowl. So we started with the Patriots. A couple of shows ago, and we're going to end with the Rams, the other team that was in the Super Bowl. So everything's come full circle. You see what we've done there? Mm. Unbelievable. My God. Structure. Well done. Structure. All right. So Jared Goff is a guy that I believe in. I understand it ain't always pretty, but somehow, man, let me tell you, the stats are the stats, and I don't care. Uh, this is a great offense. Sean McVay is a great offensive mind. Uh, give me all the Jared Goff I can handle, and it will be awesome. I'm fine with this. And again, especially in late slates, if you're isolating, Jared Goff is such a good play in those four o'clock games. It's not even funny. And the million dollar question, the Todd Gurley question. I am all in everywhere again on Todd Gurley. I was all in two years ago when I called him the fantasy uh, MVP. You were on that show, I believe. At yes. The time. Yes. <laughs> so you heard it. I've been the Gurley and Goff supporter. I, I At that show, yeah. at that network that we were on, it was week one. And I was like, wow, Gurley and Goff are combined $10,000 against the Colts. I think I'm going to play them. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> feeling Sean McVay in this offense. Oh, and yeah. they've just been, ever since then, Joe, they've been yeah. so successful. Like We've been so successful riding mm-hmm. them out. And yeah, I, people are going to be off Gurley. Again, DFS, perfect time to play this guy. Oh, so good. And, and you mentioned Goff. One thing I really like about him, obviously, he's got three very solid weapons, and he's got Gurley, and he's got Sean McVay, so that's all a plus. But 101 passes inside the red zone last season. Number two, only two fewer passes than Patrick Mahomes. I'd love a quarterback that throws the ball inside the red zone in DFS, whether it's to dump off to Gurley, it's his favorite target in the red zone, Cooper Cup, it's Brandon Cooks, who they can move around, it's Woods, who they can just throw a slant to, it's there's so many weapons there. This offense is is legit cash across the board. Yeah. And he's and is the Prince panic in terms of of, <laughs> of all the offseason negativity. And I've taken him everywhere. Uh, I've taken him as early as fifth overall. I don't care. Like I just I'm sorry. He's going to finish as a top five running back barring catastrophic failure and catastrophic failure can happen to anybody. So I'd rather put my money on the guy who has been the number one back in football two straight years. Period. Yeah. End of story. He's the guy. So if you're going to be wrong, be wrong there. And if you're going to go down with the ship, that's the ship to go down with. So for me, it's it's all Todd Gurley all day long. I'm not worried about Henderson. Fine, if he touches the ball 10 times, whatever. Yeah. It's about touchdowns. And Todd Gurley's a touchdown machine. And everybody told me last year that he couldn't repeat. Everybody told me the regression. And guess what? Up until yeah, the injury. He was better. He was better. <laughs> so, uh, again, stop. It's like Tom Brady. When you tell Tom Brady he's no good. Yeah. Because <laughs> keep telling Todd Gurley he's he's never going to be anything again and see what happens. Then you got these three receivers. I love Cooper Cup in the full PPR. Woods has been very solid, more solid than I ever envisioned him being. I remember when yeah. he went over there, I was kind of scratching my head. I said, really? Just goes to show you how good this system is. Because oh, yeah. Robert Woods went from being a, a nobody to being a very solid wide receiver. And then Brandon Cooks, who's kind of more the home run hitter yeah. guy. So tight ends, nothing to write home about. But this is an offense with these three wide receivers and this quarterback. You can stack multiple wide receivers, especially if you have the matchups that allow it. You could go golf, girly, 
and cup you could go any which way direction and cup to me is i think my favorite value because of the coming off the injury because he is you know people are a little shy about that and also because this is another guy that if you watch carefully was getting a lot of love in the red zone area oh ton yeah and you know all of one of his career touchdowns have come inside the red zone and they and it was from day one actually that very first preseason that's why i was you know excited about golf and company is that very first preseason game i watched was golf and cooper cup connecting i believe if you ask golf if you had just a one-on-one conversation with him off the record and you asked him who his favorite target was in this offense, he would say Cooper Cup in the slot, 100%. So he, I, I love Cup too. He's the value. Now he's coming off the knee injury. There's some talk about him being on a pitch count. Maybe you shy away the first couple weeks just to see how he looks. But I, I think you nailed it. Like Cooks is that deep threat guy. He's the boomer bust. He's a GPP play. Woods has some safety because he's one of the better blockers in the NFL. He's always on the field. They use some end-arounds in the slot. Uh, and then Cup is there's some safety there with him too. Once he, you know you feel like he's up to full 100% go, and you know he's just going to be a weapon in the slot. And if anything happens to one of these guys, you know Josh Reynolds comes up and he's involved in the offense. We've seen him before have some decent games. So there's a lot to like about this Rams team across the board. All right, so there you have it. We've done all the teams. We've gone through everything, and uh, we are ready to rock and roll. We are going to be live again that first week of September with the pre-snap shows. We're going to have the Monday show, the Thursday show, and the Friday show. So you're going to have three shows. Last year, you had one. Now you get three. So thank everybody at LineStar. Go tweet at them and tell them how much you love them, that you've that they've given you more us. And that's, again, what you've demanded, and we will give it to you. And uh, you can follow us on the Twitter machine at LineStar app. Make sure you're downloading that LineStar app as well. You can also follow them at LineStar NFL. You can follow us at Joe Pizzapia 17 and Chris Meany. That'll do it for us. Make sure you get your fantasy football black book 2019 edition as well. DFS chapter, all the breakdowns are the RPV, everything you need to be successful this NFL season, the whole season. It's not a draft guide. It's much, much more. So that'll do it. Chris Meany and I are ready. There's nothing left to do except set down. Win. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meany.